This program is produced by average people based on life experiences, not by licensed mental health professionals. The stories and perspectives expressed are intended to be informative, but are not intended as advice to substitute professional consultation. Personal discretion is advised. Remember, it's different for everyone, but you are not alone. Hello and welcome to It's Different for Everyone. My name is Joe, I'm your host, this is another solo episode with just me, and let's just jump straight into it, I suppose. There's not really much pomp and circumstance to start this out. I'm a little bit hesitant to start this episode and do this specific episode because I don't know if it'll actually help anybody, and I don't know if it'll actually be interesting to listen to, and I'm really second-guessing it, but... Why not, right? Let's throw this out there. It could help somebody. I don't know. I have no idea. That's kind of the whole basis of the show is I don't know if this is actually going to help anybody, but I sure hope it does. So 2015 and 2016 were two of the lowest years of my entire life. And this was due to several reasons. First being, uh, I had just been laid off by my job, was unemployed, and had to keep asking my parents for money to help me pay rent and bills and keep gas in my car while I desperately searched for a job and eventually did end up at a job that just had me in a soul-deadened experience that I could not stand and pushed me even lower Second reason is I had just gotten out of a breakup with a girl I was very much in love with. It basically ripped my heart out of my chest. And I don't want to go too in-depth on that one because I'm friends now with that girl. And she's she's a very good friend. I do still genuinely care for her and I don't really want to drag her name through the mud or anything like that. But that did also not help. And three, I had started to develop some minor health problems that were making just being around uncomfortable and kind of painful. And I still don't know what they were because I never ended up going to a doctor, but we think it was something with my kidneys. We never really checked. That being said, it was a low, low couple of years. I was not doing well. I was not happy. In fact, I would even wager to say I was miserable, and even the second half of 2014 is probably also where this all sort of came to a head, where this all started. And one of the things I found out was that I was passively suicidal, as a therapist once told me. That's how she described it. I don't know if that is a technical term or just two words that she put together. Basically, what that meant was... I didn't want to kill myself. I wasn't looking to end my own life, but I was kind of hoping something else would end it for me. And I would be lying to you if I said those feelings were completely gone nowadays, but they're not as strong as they used to be at the very least, because back then, I would wake up in the morning and be disappointed that I would wake up. 
And uh, there were genuinely a few times where I just considered walking out into the woods and just disappearing. Because I figured that would be easier and that would be better for everybody involved. Because that's one of the things that a depressed brain will tell you. Is that if you're gone, everybody's lives are going to be easier. They're all going to have a much better life if you're just out of the picture. And honestly, I'm here to tell you right now, that's not true. Just as an aside, that is not true. But the way that I kept myself from walking into those woods was I found an anchor point. I found something to just attach myself to, to hold me there, to hold me in this world, because I could tell myself, if I die now, I won't be able to blank. And uh, get ready, because it's kind of dumb. See, this is a technique I've heard multiple people say, is that if you just find something, anything, make anything your reason to live, as dumb as it could be, if that's something that keeps you alive, you keep that in your sight, you hold on to it. And when that thing passes... If you're not better yet, you find something else and you hold onto it and you claw your damn way through that because I can't speak for everybody, but it did work for me. I've rambled on for long enough. Let's just get into the meat of this and let's talk about how the upcoming game Persona 5 kept me alive. So first off, I believe I have quite a few people listening to this that don't play video games. So I should probably explain what Persona 5 even is. Let's just go ahead and, and get into it. Persona 5 and the Persona series in general is one of my favorite video game franchises of all time. It is usually all three games, Persona 3, Persona 4, and Persona 5. Don't worry about 1 and 2. All three of those games are about a group of teenagers who awaken to a power called Persona, which is a, a being that you can control that will fight for you, that is a reflection and manifestation of your inner self made real and able to fight. That's the best way that I can describe it. The games deal a lot with tarot, the games deal a lot with themes of, of social interaction, they deal a lot with themes of theology from all around the world, and it's just such a cool series, but the thing that mainly draws me to these games, the main mechanic is one where you make friends. Basically, you go through the game creating what the game refers to as social links, or in Persona 5's case, it's confidants. But social links are pretty much exactly as they sound. You make friends, and the better friends you are with people, the stronger the personas that you can create and use in battle get. And you also get stories of these characters, and you improve their lives by hanging out with them. It's really weird for me to say, but that mechanic itself is cathartic to me. As somebody who doesn't make friends very well in real life, or in general, really, having a game where the main goal is make friends because that'll make you stronger, but also, like, these people need friends, and you need friends. 
And that's one of the messages of the game, which we'll really get into themes later, but you can't do it all on your own. And so Persona 5 in particular takes place in 2000, I believe 2016. And it's about a group of teenagers living in Tokyo who find themselves with the ability to become a thing called a phantom thief. And what the phantom thieves can do is they can go into things called palaces, which are giant alternate dimensions created by people with a warped perception of the world around them. So, for instance, the very first person that you meet, the very first villain that you meet, is a gym teacher, a high school coach, who has taken to abusing his students and sexually harassing his female students. Because he is an Olympic athlete, and he feels that he is too good for the school to ever let go, and therefore he can get away with whatever he wants. And these teenagers find out that they have the ability to go into his palace and steal what is called his treasure, which is just the source of his warped perception, the source of his his greed, the, the bad things that he is doing, basically. And by stealing this treasure... They cause him to have a change of heart. They cause him to gain a conscience and become mortified at everything he's done. And the game from there becomes, well, we have this power. We have to use it. We have to make the bad people good. That's an oversimplification of the whole thing. But that's basically what Persona 5 is. And this game means a lot to me. It was by far my game of the year last year in 2017. I am not exaggerating when I say that it kept me alive. Having this game in my sights until it came out in April of 2017 kept me anchored to this world, kept me anchored to the real world because I I'm not joking I would literally tell myself, if I die now, I'm not going to get to play Persona 5. And that sounds stupid on the surface. I'm aware that sounds really, really stupid on the surface. I don't know how else to describe it, but those were the thoughts that went through my head. That's what kept me around. I wanted to play this video game, this video game that meant so much to me. 3 and 4 were already my games to go and play when I was feeling exceedingly lonely. And I'll still do that from time to time now. But a new one, one that I hadn't played before, new friends, new faces, and just everything about the game, I get emotional now even still listening to the music of Persona 5. And that's really the bulk of the story. There's not much more of a story there, and I figured this would be the case, so this will just be a shorter episode, and that's fine, but that's not the only thing that makes Persona 5 mean a lot to me, is the fact that it kept me alive, but also some of the themes that it came out with, and one of the biggest themes is that throughout the game, these teenagers learn that the world sucks. The world sucks, and it's awful, but one of the things the game posits one of the points that the game tries to make is that yes the world is awful it's terrible and is unfair but that does not mean that you have to stand and take it 
If something is unfair and something is a problem and something is bad and you have the power to fight and fix it, then you have to fight and fix it. If somebody around you needs help, whether it's from just mental struggles or something else, and you have the power to help them, you should help them. Everybody is more strong than they think they are. At least I think that. Everybody is far more strong than they actually think they are. That strength could save somebody. I mean, I'm kind of just blowing hot air at this point because look at me trying to act like I'm some inspirational life coach or something. I'm not. My experience is obviously not the same as everybody else's, but I do genuinely think that. I do believe that any problem can be solved if you work at it. And yeah, some problems require way more work than others, and sometimes that work is just not worth it. But that just not worth it part is rare. And if somebody tells you that a problem you're trying to work on is just not worth the effort, then they're stupid. Throw them into a ravine. Don't actually throw anybody into ravines, but like in your mind, throw them into a ravine. And that's really what it comes down to. Persona 5, both in themes and just in existence kept me around and kept me on this earth. And there's really not much more I can say just in general to that. There's nothing else that I can do or say or anything. I just got to leave you on that. It's a short episode. I'm very sorry. Next week's episode, we'll have a guest and be much longer than this. I promise. I know because it's already recorded and it's a very good episode with a very good friend of mine. So I hope you're looking forward to that. My name is Joe. You have been listening to It's Different for Everyone. I hope to see you all next week for a guest episode with my friend Katie. With that, goodbye. And remember, it's different for everyone, but you are not alone. Where have you been? Been searching all along. Confacing twilight and all I know. Without the clue. Without a sign. Without grasping it. The real question to be asked. Where have I been? I'm a shapeshifter, post masquerade, hiding both face and mind, all free for you to draw. I'm a shapeshifter, what else should I be? Please don't take off my mask, revealing.